I became a paramedic because I was fascinated by emergency medicine. This obsession began when I was 16. How exhilarating to imagine that I could actually save a life. I did briefly consider going to medical school, but didn't feel I had the grades. Not that it doesn't take brains to be a paramedic. I studied hard to get through the program. On top of that, it takes a certain type of person to keep a cool head in out-of-control situations when people are covered in blood. I'm proud of my skills. I'm also proud of the fact that I graduated from high school at all, when someone else in my situation might never have made it. I'll explain more about that later, but for now, let's focus on the dead woman. As soon as the rescue team reached the snow-covered shoreline and set the body down, I checked for a pulse. There wasn't one. Hurry, I said. We have to get her out of here. I climbed up the embankment, reaching hand over hand, slipping on snow-covered rocks, while the rescue team followed behind me, awkwardly hoisting the gurney. They reached the road at last and extended the wheels. My partner Bill bagged and masked the woman while I began chest compressions, which I performed while walking alongside the rolling gurney as we wheeled her to the ambulance. Bill always did the driving. He enjoyed blasting the horn, running traffic lights, and I'm pretty sure he entered this line of work because he loved the wail of the siren. Me? I always reminded him to slow down and drive with care. All I wanted was to keep my patients safe and tell them everything was going to be okay. I knew this woman couldn't hear me, but when we slid her into the back of the ambulance and the doors slammed shut, I spoke the words to her regardless. Everything's going to be okay, I said. Habit, I guess. Buckled in? Bill asked over his shoulder as he turned the key in the ignition. He was joking, of course, because I had work to do in the back. I was busy putting the leads on and calling ahead to the hospital. When I had the doctor on the line, I calmly and quickly explained the situation while looking down at the woman's face behind the oxygen mask. She was about my age, mid to late thirties, with dark auburn hair. Some of the ends were white with frost. She was a sickly blue-gray color, like a cadaver in a morgue, but also severely hypothermic. That observation gave me hope. What's her temperature? the doc asked me. I reached into my bag for the digital thermometer. 81 degrees, and she's soaking wet. He paused, but only for a second, then began spouting off instructions. Get her clothes off right away and cover her with a heating blanket. Tell your driver to crank up the heat in the ambulance as high as it will go. Start warm IV fluids. Stick the IV bag down your own shirt if you have to. The goal is to get her warm, even if you can only raise her temperature a few degrees. Don't defibrillate. Not yet. Focus on warming her up to at least 86, then start CPR. We'll be waiting for you outside the ER doors. I proceeded to remove the patient's wet clothes. Then I wrapped her in an electric heating blanket and stuffed the IV bags down my shirt like the doctor suggested. Where's a microwave when you need one? I said to Bill, shocked by the chilly bag against my skin. Ooh, that's cold. I couldn't imagine what it had been like for this poor woman when gallons of ice water came pouring into her car. I used my stethoscope to check for a heartbeat and looked at her face again. Would we be able to revive her? I wondered. And if we did, would she ever be the same? How you doing back there? Bill asked as he took a hard, bright turn. I fell forward slightly, then tucked the blanket around the woman a little more tightly. We're okay. Do you have the heat up as high as it'll go? 
Yeah, but do you really think there's any hope? She was down there a long time. She's not dead until she's warm and dead, I replied, taking her temperature again. 83 degrees. Realistically, how often did they come back without any brain damage? Bill asked. I don't know the stats, but I've seen it happen. When I was a kid, my dad took our dog hunting for rabbits one winter and accidentally shot her. Jeez, Bill said. Dad didn't know that he shot her. He thought she ran off after something. Then he found her in the snow after a couple of hours. I don't know how long she was dead, but we all got the shock of our lives when she woke up after my dad brought her home and laid her down by the wood stove. Are you sure she was really dead? Yeah, 100% sure. My head was resting on her chest. Maybe it was my body heat that brought her back. Sounds like a miracle to me.